How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Memhe, Daf 45 of Masech Nadarn. Friends, today is day three with the new microphone. Um, today we're going to finish up uh, the fourth parak of Masech Nadarn. Um, today we're going to finish up the fourth parak of Masech Nadarn, and we are not going to start to start the fifth parak of Masech Nadarn, even though it's Memhe Amud Beis, which basically means we're just basically doing Memhe Amud Aleph. Um, but alright, I mean, I'm a base is pretty small. I don't think it would make sense to do that today. We'll, we'll just do it t- tomorrow. So, yeah, I imagine today's probably going to be pretty short. Um, alright, well, uh, we're going to start on Dafim Dalad Amud. Um, we're going to start Amim Dalad Amud Bez. Yesterday we saw a, a Brysa that, um, a b'risa, which we're trying to understand, is it the opinion of the rabbis or Rishlak, uh, or Rabbi Yossi? What does that mean? So the opinion of the rabbis is that when you're mafkir something, when you make something hefker, um, it's entire, it becomes immediately hefker. According to Rabbi Yossi, it actually, uh, remains in the possession of the, um, it actually remains in the possession of the owner until, until, um, until the person takes it. And therefore, when the, when the, when you make something ownerless, when somebody takes it, they're essentially taking it, um, from the original uh, owner when they take it. So says the Gemara Mesfer. We have a caution. I'm is Kaimo, a fellow who makes his uh, vineyard ownerless for the Shachar Omaru Vitsaru, and then the next morning he harvests it. So you know, on, on Sunday he makes his uh, uh, vineyard ownerless, and then Monday is already harvesting the same vineyard that he made owner- ownerless the previous day. Chayiv befer to va'olos of shichik of Okay, so he's going to be chayiv to separate. Um, you know, he's going to be chayiv for different things you have to leave for the field, for the vineyard. Ufatum and Amaiser. But he's going to be potter for Meiser. So here we have a Brysa that says that if a fellow is Mafkir a vineyard, so the next day he's potter for Meiser, which means that the Hefker, Mido Oraisa, is actually Hefker. So now we say, Bishlama Ula, Katanila, Oraisa Katanila. So I understand according to Ula. Ula explained yesterday's Brysa. The, the ratio of yesterday's Brysa was that if a fellow is mafkir a field, makes his, makes his field ownerless, so for the first three days he could retract, for after that he could no longer retract. And therefore, um, therefore, we'll say that this Brysa, which says that when he makes his um, 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 uh, vineyard ownerless today, tomorrow he's going to be potter from Meiser, so saying midor abonon, midor is potter for Meiser, because according to the rabbis, immediately when you're mafkir your field, it no longer belongs to you. It's it's hefker midor abonon, as we see from the brayso from yesterday. For the first three days, you could you could retract. So therefore, midor abonon, it would be considered like yours, and for midor abonon, you'd be chayiv in Meiser, but midor raisa, you'd be potter from Meiser, and that's why this brayso is saying that if a fellow is mafkir his field is, is vineyard on Sunday, so then on Monday is potter from Meiser because midor raisa, it is not uh, midor raisa, it's actually hefker, it doesn't belong to him, and therefore he's gonna be potter from Meiser. El Rishlakish, but according to Rishlakish, who explains that that brayso is entirely according to Ribiosi. And he's saying that really it's still, right, when a fellow is mafkir his field, it really still belongs to him. And after three days, we say it doesn't belong to him anymore because uh, we don't want to forget about the, the laws of Hefker. But really, Midor Aisa, it belongs to him. Well, then, why is he potter from Meiser on Monday? If on Sunday he's mafkir his vineyard, it technically, Midor Aisa, still belongs to him. So why is, why on Monday should he be potter from Meiser? So... Omar Loch, the Rishlokish will say to you, Ki Amri Onu Rabbiosi, Harabonani. Look, Rishlokish will just say, look, I was explaining Rabbiosi's opinion. This, this, this Bryce that you're bringing over here is not uh, Rabbiosi, it's the rabbis. And the rabbis would say that it's Hefker. That's why it's Potter from, um, Meiser. 
It also depends how he made it ownerless. Did he make it ownerless in front of two people or did he make it ownerless in front of three people? If he write the Amr, the Rabbi Yochanan says, that if a fellow makes uh, something ownerless in front of three people, so it's considered ownerless. But if it's only in front of two people, it's not actually considered ownerless. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Omer says, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Devar Torah, the Midoraisa, Afilu be'echor avi efker. Midoraisa, technically, even with one person, it's efker. Umatam omu b'shlosho. So why do we say that we need three? Kedesh yehei, echad zoche v'shnei mi'idin. So that um, two people, right, so when you're mafkret, if you have three people there, so then one person can then take it and two people can testify about it. Um, but according to Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, um, you really only need one person to um, make something hefker. But Rabbi Yochanan says that you need Three people to make something hefker, and therefore you can explain that um, that the brisa which says that uh, the next day is potter from meiser. That's where he's mafker in front of three people, uh, and when we say that it would be chayv in meiser, um, it would be, uh, or when we say that it right, that it still belongs to him, that would be if he was only mafker in front of one person. Uh, friends, that was daf memhei of Mesechta uh, Nedarim. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.